Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put on important news. And it's not one, but two pieces of big news that we're going to be talking about today with Brent Suen, President, Executive Chairman of Logic Inc., Trades in Canada, or LGIQ, for a fringe in the U.S., uh, LGIQ as well. So both same symbol, both sides. If you don't know the story, but you saw the headline number and the preliminary revenue and wondering, who are these guys? Here's what you need to know. What I love about Logic is that they they are the Agoracom of the e-commerce world because they, you know, just like Agoracom helps small mid-cap companies win the attention of investors, right? Logic helps small, medium businesses compete against mega brands in e-commerce. And that's critical because on the good side, the global e-commerce market uh, is probably close to $10 trillion right now, depending on what happened in 2021. It's too early. But mega brands control, as you can imagine, almost 70% of the U.S. market alone, making it harder for small and medium uh, business to compete. Logic, more than just lip service, they're an award-winning e-commerce and fintech company. Uh, They're addressing that problem by helping drive e-commerce for small and medium business around the world. Uh, And last full year, they finished off about $38 million in revenue from two divisions, one of which is being spun out into its own uh, company. And that's one of the two big pieces of news we're here to talk about today. Brent, happy new year, my friend. Welcome back. Hey, thanks a lot, George. Pleasure to be back. Um, so many good things going on. I mentioned about the spin-outs now you know, becoming official. But before that, you just announced these fantastic preliminary Q4 numbers. You're expecting, and, and by the way, Brent, when companies put up preliminary numbers, there's a reason for that. They want the market to know before the audit numbers come out because obviously it's a great sign. So you're expecting record revenue just over 12 mil, which is up 87% from Q4 last time. But the gross margin number is the one I love now. You're over 34%, whereas a year ago, you're 21%. How happy are you guys with these results for shareholders? Thrilled. The uh, the team the, the team that 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 uh, that runs sales and marketing um, back in November we uh, we were pretty excited so we we pre-announced then that we were looking at in, in excess of ten million for the quarter um, we ended up coming in at, at twelve point three so it was a record quarter the highest in our history and and more importantly the gross margin improvement. Um, was there as well. I mean, we've we've been talking about it every quarter, George. Uh, we've we've delivered on it every quarter. Um, what I, what we're going to start talking about now that we fully believe will 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 come to fruition is what this year will look like. And we've stated that we believe we'll we'll come in at around forty eight million. Um, I think it's going to be higher than that because we've also indicated that we're looking we're. we're underway on some M&A initiatives of some right. um, accretive companies. But even at 48, that's a fantastic number. That's just- It, it is, it is. And, and I think that that's testament to the fact that our business is doing extremely well. And, and bear in mind, that is the, the, the full year number without the spinoff numbers. So I think that that, that in itself is, is fairly impressive. What's also impressive is 87% growth in Q4 revenue into higher margins. A lot of companies can't combine both. So, you know, George Com Technology wants to grow. We drop our prices. We grow our top line. We try and impress everybody with a little bit of smoke and mirrors. 
but then people don't realize, hey, uh, GeorgeCom dropped its you know, gross margin down to 11%. Or this, so they're basically buying that revenue growth. You grew both top line and gross margin. How important is it for you to now be well over, you know, you're now in the mid thirties in terms of gross margin for valuation purposes? Because I know in the past, you, uh, you, you know, you said that was one thing you want to do is really improve that gross margin. How important is it now to be at that number? And where do you think you guys can go? It's, it's extremely important that that number will not slow down. And the reason why is because part of the improvement has, has obviously been shifting away from low, low margin business. But the real story is that the, the acquisition we made last year um, in March of Rebel AI and then the previous year of Fixel AI um, back in, in October of 20, um, 2020, um, those, those two businesses um, can carry gross margins as high as, as 80%. And so, so those are starting, those are starting to, 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 to gain traction as well. I think we'll really see that kick in um, probably about Q3, Q4 of this year. And when you see that happening, then our entire gross margin profile really starts to look good. It, it, is, not, it is, not, um, is not out of the question um, or aspirational, shall I say, to, to say that we could be up in the 50s or 60s in, in a year's time because companies in our space um, that are much larger and, and have been huge winners like um, yeah, the Trade Desk or Splunk or, or Datadog, those, those trade at high multiples for a reason because they've got big margins. So, so we are clearly on that path and it is, it is of, of, of paramount importance to us to get there. And we've been doing that. Where did most of your growth come from? Both, So we know where a lot of the margin growth came from. A lot of the revenue growth, because you've got two divisions. That can be a good segue here. Uh, you've got AppLogic. That's the one that really focuses on uh, mobile applications platform in Southeast Asia. That's and right. DataLogic, um, more end-to-end e-commerce marketing solutions. Where did, was it evenly split? Was Where did you guys see most of that growth coming from? Most of the growth came from the from the data logic division, which which is what will will stay in, right. in Logic Inc. Um, we did see very nice growth on on the App Logic side as well, which you know shareholders as as um, as of December thirtieth are entitled to. Now it didn't necessarily end there because we still have um, ownership of assets within Logic that will also be transferred over to the new company. Um, after the audit of those of those um, annual numbers businesses is complete, which should be February, so shareholders coming in now still will still have a participation, um, and I think it's going to be quite meaningful overall. Plus, when the stock starts to trade, um, you know it, it will benefit current shareholders. Yes, but it, we also view it as a ground floor opportunity for any any new shareholders coming in to, to obviously buy both. All right, so let's talk about that. You've announced uh, just before Christmas, you announced uh, the agreement's been finalized to transfer AppLogic uh, into a new public trade subsidiary. Before we even get into the details about that, let's recap quickly why you guys think that was strategically so important in terms of unlocking value. Because AppLogic, for I'm going to give a quick summary for people who don't know, I kind of mentioned before, uh, they're a mobile application development uh, platform that really specializes in Southeast uh, in Southeast Asia. And why it's, they're doing so well is because a lot of business that part of the world is not on laptops and computers, right? It's on phones. So the faster you can help George 
you know, a, a retailer of Greek food in Southeast Asia, build this mobile app so he can start selling and marketing, um, you know, you're going to get a lot of customers. That's what AppLogic is. What's the strategic reason for moving AppLogic into its own standalone company? There, there are a few. I, I think I think most importantly for, for investors who are watching the program here is, is to look at, at how many emerging markets stocks there are that trade in North America. Um, what you will see is, you know, first of all, not that many. I'd say if you look at the, at the major emerging markets right now, parts of South America like Brazil, um, certainly parts of Africa like Nigeria, and then absolutely Southeast Asia. But if you look at those, you will see valuations up in the billions. You will see pre-IPO valuations in the billions because these companies have raised billions of dollars. It's always been historically- And it's fertile ground, right? People look at is. these markets. I mean, we always say emerging, we take it for granted, but these markets are gonna explode and you guys are already exploding there. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt there, but I want to kind of interject with that. You're, you're, you're entirely correct, but we've been operating in, in, in Southeast Asia for, for six years now, so we're, it's nothing new for us. What, what we're seeing that is new are, are, the, are the prevalence of companies from that region that are either slated to IPO here or that are going into SPACs. And last year, there were four. Um, the year before that, there, was, there, there were none. Um, I, think, I think this year, we'll probably see by the end of the year about 20. And, and again, you'll see these by bulge bracket investment banks, you'll see big SPACs. So you won't find a lot of smaller ones. Now, what, what makes that, that exciting? Well, the smaller ones in order to fairly compete have to find a niche of business that, that is different from the major players there, or they have to have local relationships um, that you just can't buy your way into. I would say that, that we obviously fit those two criteria very well. We have structured relationships with, with governmental organizations that um, give us a, a high barrier to entry. Um, we're also um, operating niche businesses that we just took a different approach to. So instead of focusing on the, on the major cities, we went to the, the rural areas and some of the second and third tier cities, which now you're starting to see the majors come down the, the funnel to. Um, we intend to do that in, in several other countries, notably Vietnam as another one. And we also announced a foray into, into Nigeria um, last year. So and, and you become yeah. a great emerging markets play at that point, right? Like you can market that story. That's which, right. by the way, the name of that company you're planning to change to GoLogic. That's correct. That's um, correct. So you know you're, that that becomes its own standalone uh, regional area play, right? right. At, at the same time, which is where the unlocking of value, I, th I think, really comes into play here for all Logic shareholders. That's correct. And, and just as an update, and we will be talking more about this, but uh, literally this past week, we uh, we filed our application with the OTC. Um, QB market as a start. And interestingly, we've had a couple of, of um, investment banks up here in New York approach us for the potential of, of either an uplisting or a direct IPO um, later in the year. So it, it's, it's, off, it's off to a crack. I wish you could see my screen. Here's my exact question. Lovara slash GoLogic is Lovara, for those of you who don't know yet, is the name of the company that 
logic has taken over uh, and we'll be putting app logic into. And I have right here, is there a plan for uplist? Because right now, technically, Lovara is a pink sheet company. And That's I know correct. your plan isn't to go to pink sheet. So can you give us an idea of what, well, you can't tell us what you're going to do yet, but what would you like to do? Become OTCQX, just like with logic? Or do you want to see if you guys can go right up to NASDAQ? Like, what are your aspirations? What, do you, what, are, you, what are you hoping for there? Well, there's actually a textbook example that that I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm taking the, their their playbook, but um, I've been following them for about seven months now. Um, it's a company that that took the same approach. They they um, they started as a shell on the pink sheets. Um, it's called it was called iWeb. I the ticker symbol is still IWBB. Um, they they applied for the OTC market simultaneously. They were looking for um, acquisitions in emerging markets. They found a mobile, um, a mobile service provider in Nigeria. They acquired it with stock and then they just um, applied to the New, New York Stock Exchange for an uplisting and they've also engaged an investment bank. They've got a five and a half billion dollar market cap right now. Wow. Yeah, 5.5 billion. So, and that's not in local Nigerian currency. That's actually in, in US dollars. So, and you uh, see that playbook though, it makes sense to kind of try and follow the same playbook, right? It means there's demand. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and the, the merger candidates we have to, 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 to add in to the GoLogic platform um, are significant. There's, there's some really exciting ones um, in the investors in those companies now, the strategic partners that they have now, are na names that in institutional investors will absolutely recognize and probably a lot of retail investors too. I wouldn't say they're household names, but you do a little bit of cursory, re cursory research, you'll see that none of these are startup um, investors or startup partners. They are very, very um, reputable and um, long operating history. So I think that uh, we'll be able to, to establish credibility very quickly and the path to uplisting should happen um, very quickly as well. All right. Sounds like there's a real plan there, right? I knew there had to be a plan. I wish I could dr drill down for more details, but I know you can't provide it. But yeah, clear as day that more is going on there. In the couple of minutes we have left, uh, so now we've got logic. So explain to everybody, all the shareholders at home, logic is obviously still there. Inside of logic is data logic, right? That's right. So you That's know, right. what's in there? And what should shareholders look for? Is the MA going to be on the app logic side in, in, in new go logic? Or oh. is, is it going to be both? You're going to be uh, MA going on. So you expect more aggressive MA inside of logic this year? That's correct. That's correct. With, with logic Inc., which underlying is data logic, we're probably just going to change the name just, just so it's all logic within there. So, yeah, um, if, you, if you look at what those what, what that business contributed in 2021, it was about 24 million. Um, we are saying that we will we will attain 48 million in revenues this year and look at gross margin improvement in the high 30s. But personally, I think it's probably going to be in the low 40s, if not higher, as we as we um, ramp up the the acquisitions that we had made in the past year and a half um, with with higher margin profiles on, on their business lines and then also add in some accretive acquisitions. And, and there's a lot of credibility there because you guys have a good history of under-promising and over-performing. Over Hope so. Uh, which, which, which I think is great. At least as long as we've been together, that's for sure. Uh, Brent, congratulations, man. Hitting it out of the park on the income statement side, on the you know, operations, which is so important. 
hitting out of the park. I love what's going to happen with the spin out here with AppLogic moving into its own. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that, right? And, and can't wait to have you back to discuss it all as things kind of unfold here. Awesome. George, thank you. Pleasure being here. Can't wait to have you back, Brent. Thanks, my friend. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Brent Suen, President Executive Chairman of Logic Inc., trades under LGIQ in both Canada and the U.S., and probably going to be President Executive Chairman of the new company as well, GoLogic. Uh, but really exciting times. If you just discovered doing the company, do your due diligence on Agoracom by going to the profile page and then hop over to the company's website to do your deep dive. If you believe in e-commerce, e-commerce in the emerging markets, you've got no better company than Logic uh, to be your proxy. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day and see you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.